0: chorus one more time to see you I've gotten around a fist bump some of you others came in and I just just turn around and give your neighbor a virtual fist bump okay I guess they call it an air bump okay but we're so glad to see you some of you haven't been here for a long long time and I'm just not going to call names but it's really good to see some back since since the pandemic do you remember that it's been three years ago this weekend when we received notice that all the churches would be closed uh, for a while, and that turned out for a while longer, and a while longer, and I said that to say this, when we did open back up, uh, we didn't have much of our old congregation left. Many of them had just vanished and passed away and gone, And so, someone asked, why do you meet on Saturdays? This is the reason why, but it was a grand restart for us. And it's one of the great things that we've done at Shades of Grace. And if you're happy to be here on Saturday, put your hands together so everybody in virtual congregation can hear you. All right. We have a lot of prayer requests that I want to mention here today before we actually begin our worship time. All of you remember David Francis, who usually sings in our services, and he has been in Johnson City Medical Center since last weekend. As you know, he had spent 80 days in the hospital with COVID and had a stroke during that time and a lot of other issues. Well, he's got a few issues going on right now. I visited him and prayed with him on, I think Wednesday evening at the hospital, and he said, just tell everybody I'm okay, I'm just in the repair shop. <laughs> but we miss David, and as faith, I don't say faith, but as faith would have it, he sang that song last Sunday, I Thirst, which goes along perfectly well for my message today. So the Lord knew in his provenient grace that David wouldn't be here to sing that today. So if you want to listen to it, go back to YouTube or Facebook. It's on there. But we pray for David today that he will quickly be able to be back with us. Someone asked me today, where is our drummer, Mark? And he's still in the VA. He's been over there six or seven months, but he's going to be back really soon. And we ask you to remember him. Martha Castle has prayer request. We want to remember the family of Dewey Fraser, that's Nina. Nina, would you put your hand up, please, right here in the middle? That's her brother, Dewey, and Dewey was our friend. We had met him here for a few months at Shades of Grace about maybe four years ago or thereabouts, and he has passed away, and we will be having his memorial service right here at Shades of Grace on Monday at 1 p.m. So we would like to invite anyone who wishes to come to be in that service and support Miss Nina here. God bless you, Nina. We remember the family of Stephen Jackson. You may have seen on the news that he was hit, and he was a neighbor of Deborah back there, and he and his dog were both uh, killed in that accident. So we want you to remember the Jackson family and remember the family of Rose Dockery Horton. She was 25 and she passed away in an automobile accident. And Jimmy Rogers, our Jimmy here at Shades of Grace, officiated her service yesterday. So they called the church from the funeral home and said, is Pastor Jimmy there? And uh, so we've got a new hat for Jimmy today. So we, we remember that request, the, all of these families. We pray for all of our congregation in-house and virtual today. We pray for Roger Wilson and family, Christine Graybill, who is in hospice care at her home. We continue to pray for Tanya's mom, for Nikki and Nikki, we have two Nikki's to pray for, for Mary Ann Smith, and Mr. Earl Galloway is recovering from knee surgery and hopes to be back with us real soon. So those are just some requests that have been brought to my attention. And I wanted to celebrate that our Canadian virtual member, Charlotte, is with us today. So put your hands together and welcome Charlotte all the way from Sudbury, Ontario. She just can't stay away, but we welcome her, and we're grateful uh, that she escaped the great white snow of the north. There's a lot of snow there. How much snow did you have? About About two feet of snow. So she left all of that. And came here to see our beautiful uh, trees blooming and flowers. So we welcome you today. And then we have Officer Craddock with us today. And we welcome him, okay? Uh, And we want to remember all of our other requests that are on our list from day to day. And they are many. So just go to our Facebook page and type in your prayer request. And share your requests so that others can pray with you and for you and my friend Ronnie Vickers is here He was here last Saturday, and I didn't get to acknowledge it during the service But this is your second time at Shades of Grace and he recently lost the love of his life Judy and so we remember Ronnie in our prayers today as well So each of us has special needs and burdens in our lives to pray for Okay, so God bless all of you. We're going we're gonna to pray. And um, I think the best way to do that is just to lift up the prayer that our Lord taught us. You know, some people think it's a ritual or just a routine, but it's real, right? It covers everything we need. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come that my heart is filled how about you my heart is full today the blessings of the Lord give the Lord thanks and praise that's not to say there's not more room because as our hearts are filled we are supposed to pour that out to all those who are suffering who are lonely who are in pain and who just need a touch from the Lord and sometimes people say why does the Lord let certain things happen, but maybe we should ask why do we not do more about those things when they happen, and by pouring out of ourselves some of the grace that God has bestowed upon us. So we're going to sing together a congregational number that goes along with our message today. Uh, The sermon today is going to be about the woman at the well, and so we're going to be, that's our theme, so let's sing it together. your cup is half full or maybe even empty. But God wants to fill it to capacity so that it will spill over and bless the lives of those around us. So let's sing about that now. There are millions in this world who are seeing i that song for later, but I think that right now we're going to invite Landon and the music to go ahead and uh, do what you do, Landon, do what Landon does best, and all those who help him. So give the Lord thanks for Landon and Tim and Quinn and Misty and and anybody else singing today? I guess that's it. And we need to pray for Jeff. He's He's still still not able to be with us, but He will be back very soon.
1: Are you tired and distressed? Weary saints in need of rest. There are storms you must. But they won't last, they never do. I want to sing this song this morning, especially for Charlotte back there. This is one of her favorite songs, so I want to sing it for this morning. It's a song that you all know, so you all sing with me. God on the Mountain. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain And you've got peace of mind you've never known but then things change and you're down in the valley don't lose faith for you're never alone sing with me for the God God on the You talk of faith when you're up on the mount. Oh, but the talk comes so easy when life's at its best. But it's down in the valley of trials and temptations that's when faith is really put to the test. Sing it from your heart. For the God on the mountain He still God, God in the back. Aren't you thankful for that? such an awful picture of what sin can be.
2: So
0: but that's my prayer every day. Lord, keep me in your will so I won't get in your way. Sometimes I want to do things my way, and that doesn't always work. We're going to sing the doxology, um, and I pulled a quick one on Jimmy. He wasn't ready for that. I switched it over, but um, you've been sitting for quite a while. Some of you came in early to listen to the music and we encourage you to do that every saturday morning come on in around 10 and listen to landon and the musicians as they warm up and just share some music but come on and stand and let's sing together the doxology. praise god for ready to read some scriptures with me, you're going to follow along on the screen. And there's a lot of verses, some of them are short, as Jimmy reminded me, but I think we need to read it in its entirety so that you get the context of what we're talking about today from the Gospel of John, chapter 4. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, "'Give me a drink.'" The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and this is a deep well. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks of the water that i will give him will never be thirsty again the water that i will give will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life the woman said to him sir give me this water so that I'll never be thirsty or have to come back to this well to draw water again. And Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, You're right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And we might say neither on Sunday nor on Saturday, (laughs) right? We shall worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all these things. Jesus said to her, I am he. The one who's speaking to you, I am that Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek? What are you looking for? Or, why are you talking with her? Isn't that just like us, always trying to figure out what somebody else is doing and why? The woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him, and the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has somebody brought him something to eat while we were gone? That's really what they were saying. Here we walked all the way into town to get something, and we believe somebody just brought it to him. They didn't have a clue, did they? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to accomplish his work. Do not say there are yet four months until the harvest comes. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you and I have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his words. And they said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard and seen for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. And I might say, Amen. You know, we don't need somebody else to tell us all about it when we have experienced it for ourselves, We'll be the ones testifying. I've told you often that God uses our test and turns it into a beautiful testimony. And God takes our mess. Anybody ever made a mess of things? Anybody ever been in a mess? And God turns that mess into a beautiful and inspiring message amen so it's like the song they were singing about a few minutes ago just hold true be faithful hold on and pray and trust the Lord and it's gonna be okay and that's the good news of the gospel today it is well with us now I was thinking as I was reading this text earlier in the week and someone came to my mind it was way back in the early days Of shades of grace on Sunday afternoons and a gentleman came in and he to my knowledge I think he never really took a seat he came for a number of weeks and he stood right back in that corner where, right where officer uh, Craddock is today or somewhere right in that area but he would always stand there and he was a big man and I won't call his name because he has passed away since then, he actually passed away not long after that. But I remember him telling me, Pastor, I'm a member of another church, but I'm looking for something. I'm here because I'm looking for something. And he came and he came, and then one day he was not here, and we heard that he had passed. And so I really can't tell you the rest of the story. I do not know if he found what he was looking for, but I would like to believe that he certainly did because the Lord doesn't just do things in part, right? We read here that one plants the seed and another reaps the seeds. I tell everybody, we're just planting seeds as we travel along. We're just planting the seeds of the gospel. This woman that I read about here today, Is never named, and yet she probably has more songs and stories written about her than many of the characters whose names we do read in Scripture. It's actually the longest discourse between Jesus and any other individual found in the Gospel of John. If you remember, (coughs) excuse me, last week's service. We talked about a man named Nicodemus, remember that? And it was a relatively brief exchange, it wasn't a lengthy conversation, it was to the point when they spoke about the wind blowing and how the Holy Spirit is like the wind, and then Jesus said to him, you must be born again, you must have a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of direction in your life. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, okay? But in the story today, we realize that Jesus often goes outside what we call our comfort zone. And Jesus finds himself often around just ordinary people like you and me. Right? I mean, Jesus loves just ordinary people, simple people. I'm not calling you simple, okay? I guess I need that back up and you're just simply wonderful. How's that, okay? Now you've laughed, guess what? I'd recognize your laugh anywhere, right? Now, remember I told you last week, our goal is to laugh at least twice. In shades of grace now that was just a rehearsal okay so you've got two more chances somewhere before this service ends to laugh and if you feel like laughing you laugh it's okay if you feel like saying praise the Lord if you feel like just rocking back and forth in those chairs it's okay I'm gonna tell you this uh, Steve will know and Pastor Michelle and Regina Maybe a few of us, uh, miss D. But uh, back before the pandemic, and we still met on Sunday afternoons, we had a gentleman who came in here. And it's when we had one of those deep snows, at least for Tennessee. And we had that really deep snow, remember, about 14 inches that Sunday. And we we gathered here, and there weren't that many of us. But we had a man named Brother Ed. You know where I'm going with this story? And Brother Ed was a homeless individual, Edward Wimmer. There have been some stories written about him since this all happened. But Brother Edward would come here, and he would pull a little suitcase with uh, wheels on it. And he would spend many hours in this building, and he came to worship. When the doors were open on Sunday, he was always there. And on this particular day, and there wasn't that big of a crowd because it was cold in the building and there was a lot of snow outside, but right he sat right there where Grady is now, against the wall, right in the direct line of Jimmy's camera. And every few minutes, I would see, he would take his little hat off of his head and he would pitch it up in the air. And it it would go by the camera, and it would be a blur. You know, be like, what in the world is going on? And this went on time after time, and I watched it on the recording later, and I could see Brother Ed with his hat, and I thought, why is this man doing this? And we came back the next time, and lo and behold, he sat in a different place, but the hat kept coming up. And we didn't have the chairs that we have now. If he did, he probably would have just rocked a whole lot more. But I found out Brother Ed was praising the Lord, and the only way he knew to do was to throw his hat up in the air and catch it again. And when he, the more I preached, the more that hat would go up and down, okay? That's just another story. He found what he was looking for. And then we read in the paper that he had passed away, and he was among our unclaimed people. Just that, uh, he died the week before the burial, and he was included in about 20 or so people that day at Emmanuel Lutheran Cemetery. And there was another story written about him, and that's a long, long story, but another man who was a seeker, a man who was looking for something, who said, I am pretty much an agnostic. I don't know what to believe, but he wrote the most beautiful documentary and he was a filmmaker and he wrote the story and he talked about how he had met brother Ed so many years before and how he had impacted his life and he said this is to you Ed wherever you are anyway there's so many stories come out of this place of people that are like the woman at the well who was looking for something what are you looking for today what are you seeking do you know a, a young man came by some time ago maybe on a, uh, an afternoon and he didn't know what he wanted and he just said pastor i need some holy water and i realized then he didn't really know what he was looking for but he was reaching out for the lord that was all he knew to say. And so I invited him in, and I prayed with him. And I used our little bottle of oil, and I anointed him and prayed for him and helped him to understand how he could discover that for which he is seeking. We're all looking for something, right? Some of us have found it. Some of us think we have found it. and Some of us are still looking, and, well, we're all on a journey, aren't we? Just like Jesus was on a journey that day with ordinary people, people with problems, people with heartaches, people with all kinds of stories to tell. But we gotta remember that Jesus was not the typical preacher because the people said, never have we heard a person speak like Jesus speaks because he speaks as one having authority. And so Jesus calls every one of us as individuals in our own humanity, he knows our frame. Remember, we're in the season in Lent. He knows our frame. We're dust. Remember that from a few weeks ago? From dust we have come to dust we're all going to return. Jesus knows all of that. And so keeping that within the frame of its context, he expects all of us to excel in whatever capacity we can and that doesn't mean that anybody's story is going to begin or end like the next person's story right there is no right or wrong way in this it's simply a journey of seeking it's a journey of finding Jesus last week nicodemus came in the story it was in the middle of the night And I sang that song. By the way, how did y'all like that little song, Nicodemus Came By Night, to find the way that's right? Y'all remember that from last week? I've been singing it all week. But on the occasion today that we have heard and read, the lady came at the hottest part of the day. Rather than midnight like Nicodemus, it was in the noonday sun when no one else was there. And other times we read about Jesus, how that he would be crossing the sea in a big storm. And one time he met some seekers as they were leaving the funeral home on the way out to the cemetery. Do you remember that little town? A four-letter name? Who wants to win the prize today for Jeopardy? It wasn't Samaria, but I'll give you Uh, And I'm deviating here from the story that I'm talking about. But when he came to a uh, funeral procession, it was a little village called Nain. Remember that? Nain. Everybody say Nain. And he stopped the funeral. But today we found him in Samaria. And Samaria was a territory that separated the Jewish people and the Samaritan people. And how many of us know that we have a whole lot of barriers that separate people in our world today? And We say, well, you know, I don't want to go over there and sit with that person, or I don't want to go over there and talk to that person, or, you know, I don't want to live in that neighborhood. You know how life is so tragic and so bad that we, as people of faith, even as believers in Jesus Christ, often build walls rather than building bridges. Amen? So we need to keep building bridges and building bigger tables. What does it say on this table right here, on this communion table? Say it out loud. This is Jesus' table. And Jesus says, whosoever will can come, right? And this is Jesus' house of worship. And Jesus says, whosoever will come, amen? But yet we build barriers and we try to bring divisions in the world that separate people because of various reasons. And in the story today that I'm reading from Samaria, the woman at the well, Jesus comes to, first of all, in their culture, the Jewish men were not to be seen talking alone with a female. They, they didn't do that in their culture of that day. But secondly, he was found talking with one of those people, you know, somebody from over there that everybody tried to avoid in Samaria. And yet, if you read that entire story, it will say Jesus must needs go through Samaria. In other words, Jesus found it necessary to go straight to the well. In that day, and I've been to the district called Samaria uh, in my travels to Israel over the years, and now, you know, it's just, a wide open area. But in those days, it was an unwritten law that you just didn't cross over into the Samaritan territory. And you would walk a long distance around. You know, maybe you could go straight to the point and get there quickly, but they would go the long way around just so they wouldn't even have to set foot on the property that belonged to the Samaritans. They were despised that much. And Jesus must needs and he goes straight to the point praise god for the model that jesus gave us that we do not ignore people that we do not divide ourselves from people but that we realize we are all people created in the image and likeness of god and in the beginning and the end it's all dust We're dust. You know, just dust. From dust we have come, and to dust we have will return. But it's that soul and spirit that abides inside of us that will live forever. The body will go back to the dirt of the ground from whence it has come. And so it was the woman's spirit, the woman's soul that was thirsty for life, thirsty for something that she was looking for, just like I told you, the the people that I know who here were looking for something. And we don't always see the end of the story. So many, many, many people come to Shades of Grace on a daily basis, and often we will be able to, to get to know them and talk with them and find out a little bit of their story. And eventually most of them are gone and we don't see them. Sometimes for months at a time or even years. And I've often said that for many, many people who come here to receive ministry, this is one of their last stops in in their journey. And often they are seeking. They're looking for something. And that's what my prayer is every day, that when we have the name on these windows that says church most people don't care that it says united methodist or baptist or pentecostal or whatever you know that's not the part that they're going to remember but they're going to remember that somewhere the word church is listed and are we as the church truly being the body of Christ to all we meet or are we still separating ourselves into groups and classes of people, you know, out in the world? God loves everybody. God loves ordinary people. Do you know why I know that God loves me? Because I am an ordinary person. Amen. The world may not remember my name. The world may not remember your name, and that's not important. But I pray that somehow the world will remember, when they hear the name Pastor Will, that somewhere on the top of the list, they're going to remember Jesus. God loves me. God loves me, No, you know, just like I am. Who I am, right? Wouldn't the world be a better place if we could do that, if we could just love people right where they are, as they are? We sing it all the time, just as I am, without one plea, and we expect God to accept us just as we are. Amen? And yet, so often, we are not willing to accept others as they are. Have you ever thought about that? Let's be... The true witness of Jesus Christ in all that we do. This woman heard the words of Jesus. She found what she was looking for. And she went back home and told everybody I found it. I found the one who gives me the living water. Remember that song that David sang last Saturday? He who created the waters of the river and the sea cried, I thirst. You know, the Bible says that he has been tempted in all points as you and I have been or ever will be tempted yet without sin, but he understands He understands when people say, I'm looking for something, I'm a seeker. Jesus understands because he laid aside his deity and he took on a form of a servant, of a human being, an ordinary person from a little obscure village called Nazareth. And they said, can anything good come from that place? Yet Jesus became one of us. Isn't that wonderful? You know, in many places in the world uh, people become in their mind gods of some sort, maybe through whatever, but I'm so thankful that our God, Jesus Emmanuel, became one of us. He took upon himself the form of a servant. And therefore he understands, he gets us. He knows what you're looking for today. Just like he went out of his way and went directly to the point of that woman at the well. He already knew that she was looking for Jesus. She was looking for life. She was looking for that water from which we will never thirst again. What are you looking for today? Have you discovered him? Do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that God cares about you and it doesn't matter what other people think? Amen? doesn't matter what other people say. God loves you. God loves you. God loves me. He loves each one of us. God so loved the world. Are you in the world? All right, I just proved my point. God didn't love, He wasn't talking about the, the earth with the trees and the grass and all of that. Yes, God loves it and he said it is good. And he placed us in it, but what God loves when it says God so loved the world is the people of the world. Remember that song, we are the world, we are the people, we are the church, the body of Christ. And when people come to us out in the world, they're looking for something that's real. It doesn't mean they're gonna find perfection. They're certainly not gonna find it when they meet me, especially on certain days. Anybody else confess? because lots of days I'm a whole lot farther away from where I want to be, right? I got a few amens on that. If you believe me, rock in your chair right now. (laughs) All right, I think most of you are doing that. But it's true. But God loves us and the love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers it all. As we journey through this 40 days of Lent, in Lent, I should say, the season in Lent, we are searching our own hearts, just like this woman at the well. She needed something, something was missing. You may be hearing these words today, either in the building or by means of YouTube or Facebook later. And you may be seeking, you may be searching, and you still haven't found it. You're, you're not sure that you've found it. Blessed are those, remember all of those Beatitudes. I would like to say, blessed are they who seek, for they shall find. Who said that? Have you heard that before? Didn't Jesus say that? Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened up to you. God loves you today. Regardless of your status in life, where you've been. It's important where we're going, not where we've been. Can you say amen? We've all been in some of those places that probably we're glad nobody knows about, right? A friend is somebody who knows all about you and they know where you've been and they know where you are and they still love you anyway. And that's Jesus. That's the heart of Jesus who goes seeking and saving that which is lost. God loves you today. We don't know her name but we tell her story and we relate to her. So if you're hungry and thirsty, don't give up. Be patient. Seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. And the Bible says everything you need. Now I didn't say everything you want. That may be the reason some of us haven't yet attained what we're looking for God will give us what we need. And eventually, if our ways please Him and we give it all to Him, then I believe He will bless us sometimes even with the things we want in life. He will give us the desires of our heart. We're all a work in progress. But let's do like the woman at the well. Let's go back home and tell everybody can you sing something about, get all excited and go tell everybody? Can you do that one? <laughs> I've never seen him speechless before. And not even hit a note on the piano. <laughs> go tell it on the mountain. That's a good one.
1: Kept their watching or silent flocks by night.
0: Is that what you're going to do? Go tell your story. When you meet people on the road, when you meet people in the store, when you talk to people in the way, look at them as somebody who is still seeking answers in life. And you can always introduce them to Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and life. Do you love him today? Amen. God bless you. Thank you all for um, being with us today. Did we laugh at least twice? Are you sure? Okay. Uh, My Scotcher says we have. Okay. Well, you want to do one more thing for us before we go? Just do it. What do you want him to do there, Janie? She said, do you know it doesn't matter where you've gone or where you're going? He knows it. This will will conclude our service. And thank you all again for being here. Invite somebody next Saturday morning to worship. We have a really, really good crowd today. But there's always room for more. We'll put out more chairs. And we'll set you up in the upper room with Jimmy. Keep him company, okay? But well, God bless you. And listen to this song after which the service will be over. If you'll recall the wandering
1: son who lived his father's home.
0: chorus one more time. to see you I've gotten around a fist bump some of you others came in and I just just turn around and give your neighbor a virtual fist bump okay I guess they call it an air bump okay but we're so glad to see you some of you haven't been here for a long long time and I'm just not gonna call names but it's really good to see some back since since the pandemic do you remember that it's been three years ago this weekend when we received notice that all the churches would be closed uh, for a while, and that turned out for a while longer, and a while longer. And I said that to say this, when we did open back up, uh, we didn't have much of our old congregation left. Many of them had just vanished and passed away and gone. And so someone asked, why do you meet on Saturdays? This is the reason why, but it was a grand restart for us. And it's one of the great things that we've done at Shades of Grace. And if you're happy to be here on Saturday, put your hands together so everybody in virtual congregation can hear you. All right. We have a lot of prayer requests that I want to mention here today before we actually begin our worship time. All of you remember David Francis, who usually sings in our services, and he has been in Johnson City Medical Center since last weekend. As you know, he had spent 80 days in the hospital with COVID and had a stroke during that time and a lot of other issues. Well, he's got a few issues going on right now. I visited him and prayed with him on, I think Wednesday evening at the hospital. And he said, Just tell everybody I'm okay. I'm just in the repair shop. <laughs> but we miss David. And as faith, I don't say faith, but as faith would have it, he sang that song last Sunday, I Thirst, which goes along perfectly well for my message today. So the Lord knew in his provenient grace that David wouldn't be here to sing that today. So if you want to listen to it, go back to YouTube or Facebook. It's on there. But we pray for David today that he will quickly be able to be back with us. Someone asked me today, where is our drummer, Mark? And he's still in the VA. He's been over there six or seven months, but he's going to be back really soon. And we ask you to remember him. Martha Castle has prayer request. We want to remember the family of Dewey Fraser. that's Nina. Nina, would you put your hand up, please, right here in the middle? That's her brother, Dewey, and Dewey was our friend. We had met him here for a few months at Shades of Grace about maybe four years ago or thereabouts, and he has passed away. And we will be having his memorial service right here at Shades of Grace on Monday at 1 p.m. So we would like to invite anyone who wishes to come to be in that service and support Miss Nina here. God bless you, Nina. We remember the family of Stephen Jackson. You may have seen on the news that he was hit, and he was a neighbor of Deborah back there, and he and his dog were both uh, killed in that accident. So we want you to remember the Jackson family and remember the family of Rose Dockery Horton. She was 25 and she passed away in an automobile accident. And Jimmy Rogers, our Jimmy here at Shades of Grace, officiated her service yesterday. So they called the church from the funeral home and said, is Pastor Jimmy there? And uh, so we've got a new hat for Jimmy today. So we, we remember that request, the, all of these families. We pray for all of our congregation in-house and virtual today. We pray for Roger Wilson and family, Christine Graybill, who is in hospice care at her home. We continue to pray for Tanya's mom, for Nikki and Nikki, we have two Nikki's to pray for, for Mary Ann Smith, and Mr. Earl Galloway is recovering from knee surgery and hopes to be back with us real soon. So those are just some requests that have been brought to my attention. And I wanted to celebrate that our Canadian virtual member, Charlotte, is with us today. So put your hands together and welcome Charlotte all the the way from Sudbury, Ontario. She just can't stay away. But we welcome her, and we're grateful uh, that she escaped the great white snow of the north. There's a lot of snow there. How much snow did you have? About About two feet of snow. So she left all of that. And came here to see our beautiful uh, trees blooming and flowers. So we welcome you today. And then we have Officer Craddock with us today. And we welcome him, okay? (laughs) Uh, And we want to remember all of our other requests that are on our list from day to day. And they are many. So just go to our Facebook page and type in your prayer request. And share your requests so that others can pray with you and for you and my friend Ronnie Vickers is here He was here last Saturday and I didn't get to acknowledge it during the service But this is your second time at Shades of Grace and he recently lost the love of his life Judy and so we remember Ronnie in our prayers today as well So each of us has special needs and burdens in our lives to pray for Okay, so God bless all of you. We're going we're gonna to pray. And um, I think the best way to do that is just to lift up the prayer that our Lord taught us. You know, some people think it's a ritual or just a routine, but it's real, right? It covers everything we need. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come that my heart is filled how about you my heart is full today the blessings of the Lord give the Lord thanks and praise that's not to say there's not more room because as our hearts are filled we are supposed to pour that out to all those who are suffering who are lonely who are in pain and who just need a touch from the Lord and sometimes people say why does the Lord let certain things happen, but maybe we should ask why do we not do more about those things when they happen and by pouring out of ourselves some of the grace that God has bestowed upon us. So we're going to sing together a congregational number that goes along with our message today. Uh, The sermon today is going to be about the woman at the well, and so we're going to be, that's our theme, so let's sing it together. Maybe your cup is half full or maybe even empty, but God wants to fill it to capacity so that it will spill over and bless the lives of those around us. So let's sing about that now. i of that song for later, but I think that right now we're going to invite Landon and the music to go ahead and uh, do what you do, Landon, do what Landon does best, and all those who help him. So give the Lord thanks for Landon and Tim and Quinn and Misty and and anybody else singing today? I guess that's it. And we need to pray for Jeff. He's He's still not able to be with us, but he will be back very soon.
1: Are you tired and distressed? Weary saint, in need of rest. There are storms you must. They won't last, they never do. to sing this song this morning, especially for Charlotte back there. This is one of her favorite songs, so I want to sing it for this morning. It's a song that you all know, so you all sing with me. God on the Mountain. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain, and you've got peace of mind. you've never known but then things change hands you're down in the valley don't lose faith for you're never alone sing with me for the god on the YOU TALK OF FAITH WHEN YOU'RE UP ON THE mount. OH, BUT THE TALK COMES SO EASY WHEN LIFE'S AT ITS BEST, BUT IT'S DOWN IN THE VALLEY OF TRIALS AND TEMPTATIONS, THAT'S WHEN FAITH IS Really put to the test, sing it from your heart, for the God on the mountain He's is still, still got in the band Aren't you thankful for that? That's an awful picture of what sin can be.
2: So
0: but that's my prayer every day. Lord, keep me in your will so I won't get in your way. Sometimes I want to do things my way, and that doesn't always work. We're going to sing the doxology, um, and I pulled a quick one on Jimmy. He wasn't ready for that. I switched it over, but um, you've been sitting for quite a while. Some of you came in early to listen to the music and we encourage you to do that every saturday morning come on in around 10 and listen to landon and the musicians as they warm up and just share some music but come on and stand and let's sing together the doxology. praise god for ready to read some scriptures with me you're going to follow along on the screen and there's a lot of verses some of them are short as Jimmy reminded me but i think we need to read it in its entirety so that you get the context of what we're talking about today from the gospel of john chapter 4 so he came to a town of samaria called sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and this is a deep well. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks of the water that i will give him will never be thirsty again the water that i will give will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life the woman said to him sir give me this water so that I'll never be thirsty or have to come back to this well to draw water again. And Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you're right in saying I have no husband, for you've had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And we might say neither on Sunday nor on Saturday, (laughs) right? We shall worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all these things. Jesus said to her, I am he. The one who's speaking to you, I am that Messiah. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman but no one said what do you seek? What are you looking for? Or Why are you talking with her? Isn't that just like us always trying to figure out what somebody else is doing and why? The woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him, and the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has somebody brought him something to eat while we were gone? That's really what they were saying. Here we walked all the way into town to get something, and we believe somebody just brought it to him. They didn't have a clue, did they? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to accomplish his work. Do not say there are yet four months, until the harvest comes. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you and I have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his words. And they said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard and seen for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. And I might say, Amen. You know, we don't need somebody else to tell us All about it when we have experienced it for ourselves. We'll be the ones testifying. I've told you often that God uses our test and turns it into a beautiful testimony. And God takes our mess. Anybody ever made a mess of things? Anybody ever been in a mess? And God turns that mess into a beautiful and inspiring message amen so it's like the song they were singing about a few minutes ago just hold true be faithful hold on and pray and trust the Lord and it's gonna be okay and that's the good news of the gospel today it is well with us now I was thinking as I was reading this text earlier in the week and someone came to my mind it was way back in the early days of Shades of Grace on Sunday afternoons. And a gentleman came in and he, to my knowledge, I think he never really took a seat. He came for a number of weeks and he stood right back in that corner where, right where Officer uh, Craddock is today or somewhere right in that area. But he would always stand there and he was a big man. And I won't call his name because he has passed away since then he actually passed away not long after that but I remember him telling me pastor I'm a member of another church but I'm looking for something I'm here because I'm looking for something and he came and he came and then one day he was not here and we heard that he had passed and so I really can't tell you the rest of the story I do not know if he found what he was looking for, but I would like to believe that he certainly did because the Lord doesn't just do things in part, right? We read here that one plants the seed and another reaps the seeds. I tell everybody, we're just planting seeds as we travel along. We're just planting the seeds of the gospel. This woman that I read about here today Is never named, and yet she probably has more songs and stories written about her than many of the characters whose names we do read in Scripture. It's actually the longest discourse between Jesus and any other individual found in the Gospel of John. If you remember, (coughs) excuse me, last week's service. We talked about a man named Nicodemus, remember that? And it was a relatively brief exchange, it wasn't a lengthy conversation, it was to the point when they spoke about the wind blowing and how the Holy Spirit is like the wind, and then Jesus said to him, you must be born again, you must have a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of direction in your life. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, okay? But in the story today, we realize that Jesus often goes outside what we call our comfort zone. And Jesus finds himself often around just ordinary people like you and me. Right? I mean, Jesus loves just Ordinary people. Simple people. I'm not calling you simple, okay? I guess I need that back up and you're just simply wonderful. How's that? Okay? Now you've laughed. Guess what? I'd recognize your laugh anywhere, right? Now remember I told you last week our goal is to laugh at least twice. In shades of grace now that was just a rehearsal okay so you've got two more chances somewhere before this service ends to laugh and if you feel like laughing you laugh it's okay if you feel like saying praise the Lord if you feel like just rocking back and forth in those chairs it's okay I'm gonna tell you this uh, Steve will know and Pastor Michelle and Regina Maybe a few of us, uh, miss D. But uh, back before the pandemic, and we still met on Sunday afternoons, we had a gentleman who came in here, and it's when we had one of those deep snows, at least for Tennessee, and we had that really deep snow, remember, about 14 inches that Sunday. And we we gathered here, and there weren't that many of us. But we had a man named Brother Ed. You know where I'm going with this story? And Brother Ed was a homeless individual, Edward Wimmer. There have been some stories written about him since this all happened. But Brother Edward would come here, and he would pull a little suitcase with uh, wheels on it. And he would spend many hours in this building, and he came to worship. When the doors were open on Sunday, he was always there. And on this particular day, and there wasn't that big of a crowd because it was cold in the building and there was a lot of snow outside, but right he sat right there where Grady is now, against the wall, right in the direct line of Jimmy's camera. And every few minutes, I would see, he would take his little hat off of his head and he would pitch it up in the air. And it it would go by the camera, and it would be a blur. You know, be like, what in the world is going on? And this went on time after time, and I watched it on the recording later, and I could see Brother Ed with his hat, and I thought, why is this man doing this? And we came back the next time, and lo and behold, he sat in a different place, but the hat kept coming up. And we didn't have the chairs that we have now. If he did, he probably would have just rocked a whole lot more. But I found out Brother Ed was praising the Lord, and the only way he knew to do was to throw his hat up in the air and catch it again. And when he, the more I preached, the more that hat would go up and down, okay? That's just another story. He found what he was looking for. And then we read in the paper that he had passed away, and he was among our unclaimed people just that, uh, he died the week before the burial, and he was included in about 20 or so people that day at Emmanuel Lutheran Cemetery. And there was another story written about him, and that's a long, long story, but another man who was a seeker, a man who was looking for something, who said, I am pretty much an agnostic. I don't know what to believe, but he wrote the most beautiful documentary. And he was a filmmaker, and he wrote the story, and he talked about how he had met Brother Ed so many years before, and how he had impacted his life, and he said, this is to you, Ed, wherever you are. Anyway, there's so many stories come out of this place of people that are like the woman at the well who was looking for something what are you looking for today? What are you seeking? Do you know? A a young man came by some time ago, maybe on uh, an afternoon, and he didn't know what he wanted. And he just said, Pastor, I need some holy water. And I realized then he didn't really know what he was looking for, but he was reaching out for the Lord. That was all he knew to say. And so I invited him in, and I prayed with him. And I used our little bottle of oil, and I anointed him and prayed for him and helped him to understand how he could discover that for which he is seeking. We're all looking for something, right? Some of us have found it. Some of us think we have found it. and Some of us are still looking, and, well, we're all on a journey, aren't we? Just like Jesus was on a journey that day. With ordinary people, people with problems, people with heartaches, people with all kinds of stories to tell. But we got to remember that Jesus was not the typical preacher because the people said, Never have we heard a person speak like Jesus speaks because he speaks as one having authority. And so Jesus calls every one of us as individuals in our own humanity. He knows our frame. Remember, we're in the season in Lent. He knows our frame. We're dust. Remember that from a few weeks ago? From dust we have come to dust we're all going to return. Jesus knows all of that. And so keeping that within the frame of its context, he expects all of us to excel in whatever capacity we can and that doesn't mean that anybody's story is going to begin or end like the next person's story right there is no right or wrong way in this it's simply a journey of seeking it's a journey of finding jesus last week nicodemus came in the story it was in the middle of the night And I sang that song. By the way, how did y'all like that little song, Nicodemus Came By Night, to find the way that's right? Y'all remember that from last week? I've been singing it all week. But on the occasion today that we have heard and read, the lady came at the hottest part of the day. Rather than midnight like Nicodemus, it was in the noonday sun when no one else was there. And other times we read about Jesus, how that he would be crossing the sea in a big storm. And one time he met some seekers as they were leaving the funeral home on the way out to the cemetery. Do you remember that little town? A four-letter name? Who wants to win the prize today for Jeopardy? It wasn't Samaria, but I'll give you Uh, And I'm deviating here from the story that I'm talking about. But when he came to a uh, funeral procession, it was a little village called Nain. Remember that? Nain. Everybody say Nain. And he stopped the funeral. But today we found him in Samaria. And Samaria was a territory that separated the Jewish people and the Samaritan people. And how many of us know that we have a whole lot of barriers that separate people in our world today? And We say, well, you know, I don't want to go over there and sit with that person, or I don't want to go over there and talk to that person, or, you know, I don't want to live in that neighborhood. You know how life is so tragic and so bad that we, as people of faith, even as believers in Jesus Christ, often build walls rather than building bridges. Amen? So we need to keep building bridges and building bigger tables. What does it say on this table right here, on this communion table? Say it out loud. This is Jesus' table. And Jesus says, whosoever will can come, right? And this is Jesus' house of worship. And Jesus says, whosoever will come, amen? But yet we build barriers and we try to bring divisions in the world that separate people because of various reasons. And in the story today that I'm reading from Samaria, the woman at the well, Jesus comes to, first of all, in their culture, the Jewish men were not to be seen talking alone with a female. They, they didn't do that in their culture of that day. But secondly, he was found talking with one of those people, you know, somebody from over there that everybody tried to avoid in Samaria. And yet, if you read that entire story, it will say Jesus must needs go through Samaria. In other words, Jesus found it necessary to go straight to the well. In that day, and I've been to the district called Samaria uh, in my travels to Israel over the years, and now, you know, it's just, a wide open area but in those days it was an unwritten law that you just didn't cross over into the Samaritan territory and you would walk a long distance around you know maybe you could go straight to the point and get there quickly but they would go the long way around just so they wouldn't even have to set foot on the property that belonged to the Samaritans. They were despised that much and Jesus must needs and he goes straight to the point praise god for the model that jesus gave us that we do not ignore people that we do not divide ourselves from people but that we realize we are all people created in the image and likeness of god and in the beginning and the end it's all dust We're dust. You know, just dust. From dust we have come, and to dust we have will return. But it's that soul and spirit that abides inside of us that will live forever. The body will go back to the dirt of the ground from whence it has come. And so it was the woman's spirit, the woman's soul that was thirsty for life, thirsty for something that she was looking for, just like I told you, the the people that I know who here were looking for something. And we don't always see the end of the story. So many, many, many people come to Shades of Grace on a daily basis, and often we will be able to, to get to know them and talk with them and find out a little bit of their story. And eventually most of them are gone and we don't see them, sometimes for months at a time or even years. And I've often said that for many, many people who come here to receive ministry, this is one of their last stops in in their journey. And often they are seeking. They're looking for something. And that's what my prayer is every day, that... When we have the name on these windows that says "church," most people don't care that it says United Methodist or Baptist or Pentecostal or whatever. You know, that's not the part that they're going to remember. But they're going to remember that somewhere the word "church" is listed. And are we, as the church, truly being the body of Christ to all we meet, or? Are we still separating ourselves into groups and classes of people, you know out in the world? God loves everybody. God loves ordinary people. Do you know why I know that God loves me? Because I am an ordinary person. Amen. The world may not remember my name. The world may not remember your name, and that's not important. But I pray that somehow the world will remember, when they hear the name Pastor Will, that somewhere on the top of the list, they're going to remember Jesus. God loves me. God loves me, No, you know, just like I am, who I am, right? Wouldn't the world be a better place if we could do that, if we could just love people right where they are, as they are? We sing it all the time, just as I am, without one plea, and we expect God to accept us just as we are. Amen? And yet, so often, we are not willing to accept others as they are. Have you ever thought about that? Let's be the true witness of Jesus Christ in all that we do. This woman heard the words of Jesus. She found what she was looking for. And she went back home and told everybody, I found it. I found the one who gives me the living water. Remember that song that David sang last Saturday? He who created the waters of the river and the sea cried, I thirst. You know, the Bible says that he has been tempted in all points as you and I have been or ever will be tempted yet without sin, but he understands He understands when people say, I'm looking for something, I'm a seeker. Jesus understands because he laid aside his deity and he took on a form of a servant, of a human being, an ordinary person from a little obscure village called Nazareth. And they said, can anything good come from that place? Yet Jesus became one of us. Isn't that wonderful? You know, in many places in the world, uh, people become, in their mind, gods of some sort, maybe through whatever. But I'm so thankful that our God, Jesus, Emmanuel, became one of us, he took upon himself the form of a servant and therefore he understands. He gets us. He knows what you're looking for today. Just like he went out of his way and went directly to the point of that woman at the well. He already knew that she was looking for Jesus. She was looking for life. She was looking for that water from which we will never thirst again. What are you looking for today? Have you discovered him? Do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that God cares about you and it doesn't matter what other people think? Amen? doesn't matter what other people say. God loves you. God loves you. God loves me. He loves each one of us. God so loved the world. Are you in the world? All right, I just proved my point. God didn't love, he wasn't talking about the, the earth with the trees and the grass and all of that. Yes, God loves it and he said it is good. And he placed us in it, but what God loves when it says God so loved the world is the people of the world. Remember that song, we are the world, we are the people, we are the church, the body of Christ. And when people come to us out in the world, they're looking for something that's real. It doesn't mean they're gonna find perfection. They're certainly not gonna find it when they meet me, especially on certain days. Anybody else confess? because lots of days I'm a whole lot farther away from where I want to be, right? I got a few amens on that. If you believe me, rock in your chair right now. (laughs) All right, I think most of you are doing that. But it's true But God loves us and the love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers it all. As we journey through this 40 days of Lent, in Lent, I should say, the season in Lent, we are searching our own hearts, just like this woman at the well. She needed something, something was missing. You may be hearing these words today, either in the building or by means of YouTube or Facebook later. And you may be seeking, you may be searching, and you still haven't found it. You're, you're not sure that you've found it. Blessed are those, remember all of those Beatitudes. I would like to say, blessed are they who seek, for they shall find. Who said that? Have you heard that before? Didn't Jesus say that? Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened up to you. God loves you today. Regardless of your status in life, where you've been. It's important where we're going, not where we've been. Can you say amen? We've all been in some of those places that probably we're glad nobody knows about, right? A friend is somebody who knows all about you and they know where you've been and they know where you are and they still love you anyway. And that's Jesus. That's the heart of Jesus who goes seeking and saving that which is lost. God loves you today. We don't know her name but we tell her story. we relate to her. So if you're hungry and thirsty don't give up. Be patient. Seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. And the Bible says everything you need. Now I didn't say everything you want. That may be the reason some of us haven't yet attained what we're looking for God will give us what we need. And eventually, if our ways please Him and we give it all to Him, then I believe He will bless us sometimes even with the things we want in life. He will give us the desires of our heart. We're all a work in progress. But let's do like the woman at the well. Let's go back home and tell everybody can you sing something about get all excited and go tell everybody? Can you do that one?
3: <laughs> I've never
0: seen him speechless before. And not even hit a note on the piano. <laughs> go tell it on the mountain. That's a good one.
1: If they watching or silent flocks by night We hold throughout
0: Is that what you're going to do? Go tell your story. When you meet people on the road, when you meet people in the store, when you talk to people in the way, look at them as somebody who is still seeking answers in life. And you can always introduce them to Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and life. Do you love him today? Amen. God bless you. Thank you all for um, being with us today. Did we laugh at least twice? Are you sure? Okay. Uh, My Scotcher says we have. Okay. Well, you want to do one more thing for us before we go? Just do it. What do you want him to do there, Janie? She said, do you know it doesn't matter where you've gone or where you're going? He knows it. This will will conclude our service. And thank you all again for being here. Invite somebody next Saturday morning to worship. We have a really, really good crowd today. But there's always room for more. We'll put out more chairs. And we'll set you up in the upper room with Jimmy. Keep him company, okay? But God bless you. And listen to this song, after which the service will be over.